Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. It's time to dive into Aston Villa's 3-0 loss at the hands of Leeds United on Friday evening. Well, Villa fans, the streak, unfortunately, is finally over. We ran into a road of four straight victories in the Premier League, and it stops against Leeds United, a 3-0 loss at Villa Park on Friday evening. Of course, Cole Pedham here, as always, and welcome back to the Holt cast. Of course, I'm not alone. I'm with my good pal, Danny Raza. Danny, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good. We've left it a couple of nights to record since the Leeds game, so it's not so fresh in our heads. Uh, I'm good, man. Honestly, it's been a decent weekend of football and a weekend of football which leaves Villa still third in the table with the highest points per game. So things aren't all too bad. Keep your heads up. Yeah, exactly. Like, to be honest, guys, I I think for us personally, kind of to let you behind the curtain, when it was Project Restart, it was kind of like just get it out there. Games are coming thick and fast. so You kind of had to. Now we're trying to get back to our more normal schedule, uploading these. You'll hear this on the Monday morning. Just... If you do it right after the game, and Danny agree, it's so reactionary, isn't it, Danny? Like you're going to put all the thoughts out there. Some are rational, some are irrational. Um, of course, if you follow either of us on Twitter, we sometimes do little um, live streams on Twitter. So if you want to follow us for that, of course you can do that. Um, I was very irrational on Friday. I, I hated Patrick Bamford. <laughs> I think many Villa fans did. Um, he's basically the new Troy Deeney in the Premier League against Villa. Now that it feels like. But uh, nonetheless, Danny, let's dive into it because, of course, like I said, a 3-0 loss, our first of this Premier League season. Uh, so it, it's leaving a lot of people kind of in almost kind of a weird limbo now, especially looking ahead that, of course, Everton have today, the sun being Sunday we're recording, have lost to Southampton. So Southampton are going in probably with a lot of confidence going into next Sunday. So kind of going into this game and even almost looking ahead right away, how are you kind of feeling? Where's your mind at? Uh, I mean, do you mean, you mean going into Southampton kind of looking forward rather than behind? Yeah, Um, sort of, because like it, 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 all these games, like they're not going to come as quick as fast as obviously project restart did, but it's interesting to see because a lot of people, we had such high hopes where, okay, we're undefeated. We're on 12 points. People are thinking somehow, we could be talking about Champions League, Europa League, and it's just so early on. And yeah, 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 yeah. if you look at the top of the table, probably the top 10, like I don't think I've ever seen it this packed at the start. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what it is is usually the normality tends to kick in really early during the season, whereas we're kind of six games in now. Um, well, Villa, in fact, five games. You know, take it to nine games and you're a quarter away through the season. So uh, I don't know, you approach it like that, but... Having said that, you know, some of the bigger teams, they will they will kick into gear. They will kick into gear. Liverpool kick into gear. You know, they've, they've won their last couple of games now. Um, you know, Man United at some point or another, you'd imagine are going to kick into gear. Uh, who knows when that's going to be. <laughs> but um, yeah. look, I, I think I think that you look at games like Southampton and you, and you think, well, 
you know, we've got to got three points out of them. Listen, we'd have been happy with a point at Southampton last season. Just think about where we're, you know, where we're at right now. You know, we lost 3-0 to Leeds United, but we lost 3-0 to Leeds United whilst, you know, second in the table, um, having won all our games in the Premier League. You know, this isn't about struggling through the championship now. This isn't about, you know, avoiding relegation. This is, you know, we're a Premier League team. There's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, the more you win, the more disappointed you're going to be with a defeat. But wouldn't have blinked an eyelid at it last season. Honestly. Um, I, well, I, I think we would have. I think 3-0 defeats are always a little bit worrying. But this season's just a bit different, man. That's why I'm not that worried. You know, you know, you know the fact that we battered Liverpool 7-2 and on that same weekend, Man United lost 6-1. Is it really that embarrassing to have lost 3-0 to Leeds United? Well, I don't think so. Look at Man City. Like, no one talks about them. They're only on eight points. After I think what six games, I think it is. They've, I don't know, unless they're a game up behind two, maybe they're on five. I haven't looked at the table, but like no one's talked about that. It's just been an insane season so far, like probably one of the most unpredictable starts that I've ever seen. Like, of course, if you look, there's Liverpool up there, you'd expect that, but then you look and there's Southampton, there's Everton at the top, Leeds is in fourth, Crystal Palace is in the top. I think seven or eight, maybe like there's a lot of teams that you'd think are mid table and lower are pushing up there right now. And it's just, they're either carrying form like Villa were, I guess you could say, and somewhat are still arguably from last season or teams are just starting anew, or some people are just having completely slow, non-existent starts. So it's all over the place, but Danny, let's, let's dive right into this game in particular, because of course we chatted on Friday um, I was very annoyed. I think I was more annoyed now looking at it now that I'm more calm that Patrick Bamford, well, Patrick Bamford or Hatrick, uh, was it Hatrick Bamford? People are calling him as well. Patrick Bamford, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people are more annoyed at him scoring the goals or all three, I should say, rather than the loss, which I, I guess it's one way to look at it. But at the same time, like it, it's the finest of margins. Like I think I tweeted this out on Saturday. Uh, so being yesterday. And mm. when you look at back at the highlights of the game, of course, Grealish has a shot that, of course, is clear right off the line from Luke Ayling, which is a, a brilliant block, in my opinion. Um, he has his Maisie run literally going through their entire defense. Should he have squared to Ollie Watkins? Yes, of course, that save. That could have made it 2-0. And right there, mm. we're probably looking to be the other team that's closing it out. So it, it's really just fine margins, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's the thing that's going to get improved on as well. You know, the Watkins, the Watkins and Grealish link up. I think, I think the more they play with each other, the more they'll understand each other. I think, I think Jack probably is still suffering from uh, the idea of, of of him having to carry the team, and he doesn't have to. Not when we have got a thirty million pound striker like Ollie Watkins there. Uh, I do feel like the the criticism for Jack Grealish is really unsubstantiated after that game. Uh, not going to lie. Um, let me just put that out there, but. Yeah, I think I think it was one of those games where whoever was going to score first was going to go on to score. It uh, was going to go on to win because it was just such a momentum game. There was just so much intensity being thrown at each other, right? And at any moment, it looked like one of us was going to concede. Oh yeah. Granted, Leeds United were the better team up until the, up until the point they scored. I, I will a hundred percent say that because they ran their socks off and exploited areas which we were just you know never in. I mean, I'm talking about the right back position where Cash is basically just um, isolated. But I, I think, I think there were a number of things you can look at at that game and, and and think, you know, where it went wrong. But here's the thing, Cole. 
here's my here's my thing and here's why i'm not worrying and here's why i'm not this is why it's not going to be a podcast of us you know having a go at the entire team last season there were genuinely podcasts me and you did where we would look after a game and go one i don't know how we lost that two how do you even analyze it because mm-hmm. our defense has just let them score you know two or three times you know after, after certain games and three just kind of uh, never really had a comment on where to improve because it always seemed as though it uh, due to mistakes rather than due to us being t- tactically outclassed. But I'll tell you what happened in this game. Marcelo Bielsa, his game plan was better than Dean Smith's game plan. And at the end of the day, that's why he's United won. Like, honestly, to be, I like I hope people don't get offended by this, but the better manager won. I think we can agree with that. If you look at Beal's... I won't say the better manager. I don't know. If you look at his I think, track I think record... Those, I think those are all subjectives. Those yeah. are all subjectives, well, though, man. I, this is nothing against Dean Smith. I'm not giving any slight to him. Of course, the age difference is there to kind of see. Of course, Beal's has way longer of a track record. He's had more managerial experience, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I think there's a reason why someone like Pepper Guardiola kind of fawns over Marcelo Bielsa, and that's because of what he can do. And when I say he's been outcoached, I, I, I kind of personally, I think that's a fair assessment. Like, see, this is the issue. But, we but, but that happens though, dude. Yeah. But, but this, no, can I just say that? Yeah. yeah. I just say this is, this is, yeah, this happens. You know, football is a chess game. Yeah. You know, you just come off the back of two games where Dean Smith has outclassed Brendan Rogers and mm-hmm. outmanaged Jurgen Klopp. You know, it's an on the day thing. True. Sorry. True. I just want to, I just want to put that out there. No, just, no, just, it's fair. Just to, just to counter that point. Just to counter that point. No, it's more It's more than fair because, like, see, we, we could be saying the reverse thing. If Jack scores those two, it's 2-0. Realistically, Leeds are going to push for it because we've seen how they react once they're down. Look at the first game against Liverpool. Uh, look, of course, they were basically, I think they are up the whole time against uh, Fulham in the second game as well, but Fulham still fought back. Like, they're not afraid to go for it. Realistically, that probably would have left them open a little bit more. And also realistically, that could have meant a few more opportunities and joy for us to score even a third. So like we said before, it, it's tightest of margins, like a three nil scoreline for this game, to be honest, doesn't really do Villa any justice. Like some people probably didn't even watch the game, had no interest in it, maybe as a neutral, maybe some fans missed it. Maybe they'll listen to this and look after looking at that scoreline, Danny, and just think like, wow, we got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. But it just... It wasn't, of course, they had more possession. Um, I think they had like 18 shots versus our nine or 10. It was something like Mm. that. They just, I think the thing, if we're going to get negative here for a second, and I think you can agree with this, Danny, is the heads dropping mentality. We saw that so many times last season, the defensive concerns, because as much as Patrick Bamford turned into Dennis Burkamp or a prime Thierry Henry or name a bunch of other, what, Didier Drogba, whoever, name a, a great striker in the past. Well, our first finish turned... was classy, wasn't it? It was yeah, classy, that first but finish. So. My issue with that, Danny, is the, the first goal, whatever, uh, it was a good save. Obviously, Rodrigo takes a shot. Martinez palms it out. Can't really do anything with that. The defense should be clearing that. I, I, Those do go in. I understand that. The yeah, thing that yeah. bugs me, it's the second and third goal because why are you giving someone that much space? Like, yeah. And we saw that so many times last season and that's what's worrying me a little bit going into the, the future because there's going to be times where we're going to have to battle back from deficits. 
Yeah. And 100%. The, gr- the grit and determination and the overall showing of character from a team is how you come back from controversy. So the first thing is, is how do we come back after this game against Southampton? And then you look at that. Okay, we'll say if we're 1-0 down in Southampton, does this happen again? I, I like I don't want to read too much into that, but also there has to be a response in a way that isn't just, oh, typical Villa. Well, we had four wins and here we go. You know what I mean? No, you're right. You look, look, I mean, I mean, apart from the Burton Albion game, which I'm not going to count, right? Villa went one nil down to Stoke City and then they didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. Um, and in this in a similar way, we went one nil down to Leeds United and look, I knew it was over. And I, I, you know, I think every single one of us that when that goal went in knew it was over. As, as, and that, that's having watched us just win four games on the bounce. It's because we've seen how they react to it all of last season. And um, despite, you know, doing as well as they did in the last few games, it, they just, there just wasn't ever that. I never felt once during that match like we were going to score. It never felt that way. Even when Villa had the, had the attacks, it just wasn't happening. I don't know what it was, but I almost feel as though some of those players probably felt a bit too comfortable in their in their positions. Felt a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. You know, was this a game for you know, this for, for example, Leeds United looked like they really wanted to win that match. I'm not having to go the character. I'm not having to go the character at all. But Patrick Bamford will have will have wanted to go out in that game and you know destroy Villa. This is why Leeds United fans should be very, very happy and why I completely, completely agree with them, you know. Uh, enjoying themselves over the Bamford hat-trick. Because Leeds United would have gone out of that game and gone, you know what? We were hard done by in that last game against Villa. We deserved a win. We should not have let them score. Um, You know, let's go and give them a rollicking. Why is Anwar El-Ghazi not in that matchday squad? Why, why, you know, why, why is he not given an opportunity to go and, you know, exact a bit of revenge of his own? Where's Conor Haurahan? Where's Conor Haurahan who was in, who played in that game as well? You know the same kind of same kind of animosity. You know, there's there's there's, there's that level sometimes. You know, it's, it's those it's those intangibles, mm-hmm. which you just think about and 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 that unpredictability factor. I just feel as though if we'd have maybe let either of those two onto the pitch, they might have let rip. And I think it comes back to the whole Dean Smith doesn't really know how to make substitutions thing, and it's true. It's yeah. that that that's still there. Well, see, that's my. <laughs> That's that's the one complaint, if anything, aside from the defensive concerns that we've kind of went about. Of course, there's not really defensive concerns because we still have the best goal differential, especially after today. So oh, got seven. Like, that's nice. Yeah, like we're like we're chilling at the top. I'm gonna enjoy this for as long as it lasts because who knows? Like we could literally lose four in a row. You never know. You can't predict these things. Like look at like we said before. Look at the table this season. But like the thing that bothers me the most, and you made a great point, Danny, was. You look at Conor Hurahan, you look at Anwar Al-Ghazi. These guys, of course, it was in the championship, have played some of these players previously. They've played Leeds United in situations that literally a fistfight basically broke out. Um, we had to walk a goal into the net because Bielsa thought it was fair play with what happened, all that controversy. I won't get into that um, from a few seasons ago, but it's just one of those things where I feel like it was almost complacency, and you kind of saw that in the Everton game earlier today on Sunday with Southampton that I don't know if it's just teams that are not really used to being in these spots or in these positions, or if it's just kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to ride this luck and it's going to keep going. It's almost like you're overthinking yourself in the simplest ways when all you really need to do is to keep doing what you're doing, but you're almost getting away from that by becoming complacent. If that makes sense. 
it, maybe it's just football, though, man. Yeah. Maybe it's just, and this is this is why I'm not that worried. We went out there against Leeds United. They exacted a better game plan. They ran more than Villa, and you know they did all the right things to beat Villa. They that the way they played does not suit Villa whatsoever. No. Nope. And they won and got the three points. We're too narrow. Fine. See, that's that's the issue. If you if you take our fullbacks out of it, which they targeted Matty Cash like a hellhound. Matty Target, I didn't notice too much from, to be honest, but they were both pretty well overwhelmed. But if you look at our midfield, they're not going out super wide a lot of the time. They're going to try to stick to the middle. Jack's going to try to cut in. So it, it does leave us vulnerable. And the last play of the game, Danny, I think we discussed this. I think it was like a, a seven on three or something like that. Like they just blitzed us in areas that other teams are probably going to look at that and say, that's how they get against us or that's how they can score against us. That's how they can create opportunities. I think, against us. yeah, I think, I think maybe what would have helped Villa is to have gone with a four, one, four, one, but just, yeah. just, just to, just to finish my point, just to finish my point. I was just going to yeah, say, sorry. That, like, <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just going to I was just going to say that, you know, teams have realized that, um, you know, they don't need luck to beat teams like Man City and Liverpool now. You know, all they need to do is look at that and try and exact some sort of a game plan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, that, that, the team, teams will believe themselves when, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, and yeah, I, th- I think I think Villa maybe played with a four-one-four-one. I think the big issue in this game, notice, uh, noticing, you know, the difference about how Villa handled. And look, Jack, Harrison's a good player, yeah? Yeah. Harrison's a good player. I'd take him on my side, so. Yeah, yeah. totally. But but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that that would have scared me as much as, say, Andy Robertson... And and Hotter did that day when Liverpool played against us. The difference this time was that I don't think Trezeguet was tracking back like like he did like he did in the last few games. I don't think he um, and noticeably he was higher at the pitch because you know he got involved in a couple of attacking moves. But I don't think he was in that game uh, defensively like he was in the last couple of games. I don't know if that was a Dean Smith thing. I don't know if that was a Trezeguet thing. But um, what it meant was that Matty Cash had an awful lot of work to do by himself. Now, it tells me that Villa tried to play a bit of an attacking game. It didn't work out. Villa liked to play balls over the top. Almost worked out a couple of times. Uh, but there, there was that issue of Grealish and Watkins perhaps not linking up as well as would like to see. That will come. That's fine. Yeah. Against Southampton, Cole, I'm not that worried. Uh, and I'm not I'm not worried at all because Southampton play like Liverpool and we blitz Liverpool, yeah. so that's that's fair. That's my thing. Can I just, can I just ask as well what you what you think about the Grealish criticism from the game? Because I, I just feel like it's all so overblown. Because if Raheem Sterling has um has a game where nothing comes off for him, you never hear anything of it. Whereas Jack Grealish has a couple of games where he doesn't score a goal, and all of a sudden it's oh he doesn't pass the ball enough. Oh he's too greedy. But you know part of that personality is why he's so good. Yeah, like I, I don't, I, I can understand it from an aspect, but the only aspect I can understand it is the Ollie Watkins pass. Like, I, I can understand why he takes that. If you're literally going to take that from inside your own half and you've literally ran around three players and then you run through their defense, you're realistically, it kind of reminded, I think it was against Rot, was this against Rotherham in the championship? He scored like a very similar goal. You know what I mean? I think it was Correct. from our first yeah, season right. down or second. I can't remember exactly, that's but right, yeah. yeah, very similar. The, the issue is, is there, there's another player there to make it maybe, you know what? It, it's a split of the second thing. He's thinking, you know what? I've already taken on five players and beaten them. I can do this to the other two. And he did. It was just good goalkeeping placement. Maybe he thought Ollie Watkins wasn't in the right opportunity because 
you know what? Like, even when he passes it, Watkins is going to have to take that touch. Is he going to have enough time to take that touch? People are going to say, oh, of course, he's in acres of space. You just don't know because it didn't happen. So, like, as much as we can complain about that, we don't know. And unfortunately, as much as I love Ross McCormack and what he's done so far, Jack Ross Will- Barkley, you mean? <laughs> or, yeah, not Ross McCormack. Oh my God, I'm having nightmares. I'm going back to 20. What's Ross McCormack done this season? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wow. Okay, that's a blooper and a half. Jesus. See, I get talking about past Villa games. I start bringing back old players. I'll start talking about uh, like Ron Vlar next thing. You never know. Uh, so watch out for that error here shortly. But with Ross Barkley, like as much as I appreciate him, Jack Grealish is still the captain. Jack Grealish is still the best player. Jack Grealish is still going to create opportunities um, at a high, high number compared to other players in the league and in our side, probably the most in our side. So he is that peripheral figure that we look to to win us games. Will that change over time if he's still here in a few seasons? You'd hope so, because that hopefully means we have higher quality players and we're still in the Premier League. So it's just still one of those things that we're, I think we're still at a very developmental stage as a club in the Premier League where we, I guess you could say we're established because it's our second season back, but at the same time, we're not at say a crystal palace or a few other sides that have been here for several seasons now have a team full of first team Premier league players and a bench that's full of them as well. Like if you look at our bench, The only player really going to bring on that you maybe strikes a little bit of fear because of curiosity right now might be uh, Traore, and I almost said Adalma just because I'm thinking and, of old things. So and Traore will play. He'll he'll play by the way against Southampton. Yeah, I exactly. I, I, I think, think he comes in. Yeah, hundred percent. Like <clears throat> I think they have to kind of fix the complacency thing, and hopefully that kind of give them the gave them the kind of kick in the back that they need it. But anyways, uh, Danny, I'll cut you off here for a second. Let's go uh, right to Twitter. Of course, if you want to tweet us, it's at 7500 to Holt. After each game, I basically ask what your thoughts are, and I read out a few. So thank you to the, I think, 24-odd people that got involved. Very much appreciated. Uh, I'll just read out three or four here. So Rob G says, first time this season we've been out, hustled. Leeds simply played better in all phases. We weren't terrible, just not on par today. Honestly, Leeds looked far better than Liverpool, and they're going to give teams fits this season. Uh, Very much agree with that. Uh, Paul Brooks kind of opposite spectrum a little bit negative saying wolf woeful performance to be honest thoroughly outworked outplayed um and dino got his tactics completely wrong um and uh let's get to the final one uh utv 1979 saying smith never reacted to the threat uh they poised in the first half um agree no plan b present so thank you all very much for getting involved of course like i said before you can tweet us at 7500 to holt but Danny, kind of before we wrap things up here, let's get on to kind of the man of the match segment. Why don't we? Because we've already kind of been a little negative. We've been positive as well because we, like we said, we've had a fantastic start. We can't be too negative. So, who is your man of the match? I think. I think firstly, just, 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 you know, on the on the idea of us being negative, I think it's just how do you analyze the three 0 defeat, right? But as I said before, I think the issue is this season the the, the when a team gets momentum and starts. Going well, trashings ensue. I've never, I've never remembered a season with with more thrashings. Honestly, right? You wanna, you wanna look at just this past weekend where Ajax won thirteen nil. You know, this, you know, without, you know, you know, without full stadiums and without without home support, I can imagine that um, when a team goes a goal down, 
they don't feel that energy and that need to like grab one back. Um, and it's just psychological. It is what it is. Having said that, whilst Villa were poor defensively in the second half, I still want to give my man of the match to Matty Cash. I want to give it to Matty Cash because I thought that he was all on his own with Harrison. I love Mamou Trezeguet, but he just wasn't there. He just wasn't there to help him in that game. That and, for some reason or other, we just let Leeds United play those long balls to the left. If it wasn't for Matty Cash, Villa may well have got beaten by more. So that's who I'm giving my man of the match to. Did you give him the match last week too? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I might have I felt done. like you did. You complimented just, him a lot last week, so I I feel like you did, but I could be wrong. Oh, listen, the guy's bloody good. Oh, so good. He might, he might turn out to be our best signing. Oh, 100%. He already is, I think, in my opinion. From everybody. He's, 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 the, he's the guy out of every single one of the signings that we've had. He's the guy that's had the most consistent, you know, that's played one every, every single game. Yeah, so. the only thing that annoyed me this week is I can't remember which... Uh, uh, TV personality said it, but they basically said this is a good stepping stone so he can get another top a top four side. And I was like, oh. bro, what top four? What top? <laughs> we're, we're look at look at the look at the top four. And tell me what top four? We're in the top four, so he's already at that even side. So <laughs> you know what, right? You know they're talking about European Super League and that kind of thing. I'm not going to pass judgment on it. I'm, you know, I, I I can't say I've got an opinion or whatever. But you know, Manchester United and Chelsea both drew nil nil this week. Look at the table and look at where we are, guys. We're, we're doing just fine. Oh, yeah. And and after four wins, I am not going to panic after, you know, we get beat once by a really good side, by the way. Oh, 100%. So, who's your man of the match, Cole? Um, I'm going to have to agree with you. I, To be honest, I was tempted to go Grealish just because the hate really isn't justified um, from a large majority of it. Basically, he could oh, have yeah. won us the game if a few things went our game or went our way. Um, well, I'm not making much sense today, but anyways, um, but yeah, I will go Matty Cash as well. Like he did everything you could want and more like the man was being double teamed, triple teamed by at times by attackers and he was still holding his own, uh, made some very well-timed tackles. I think that's one thing I noticed about him. The man is like Freddie Gilbert in that sense. He loves a slide tackle, but he's also very good at it because he doesn't get fouls. So it's good to see that as well. Uh, but no, I give it to him too. But uh, Danny, if you don't have anything else, we can uh, we can wrap this one up. Let me. Can I just say one yeah. thing? Yeah, you know, because one one thing you remembered, one thing that you reminded me of when you mentioned Ross McCormack and Ron Vlaar and past players, yeah, that randomly <laughs> come up. Do you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the Belgium game, um, and I said that. Uh, by the way, this is absolutely unrelated to anything we talked about in the podcast. Just just saying. That's yeah. okay. Um, I was watching the Belgium match. K- KDB just wasn't on point. I know now it's because he was injured, um, but for whatever reason, during that game, he just seemed like he wasn't he wasn't all there. And I said, Kevin De Bruyne is basically Sean Maloney tonight. And then they cut to the Belgium coaching staff, and Sean Maloney was in the Belgium coaching staff. I don't remember if you if I don't know if you guys remember him being at Villa. Brilliant, brilliant sub to bring on, by the way. You know, brilliant, brilliant player when he did when he did get the chance to play. But yeah, I was just like, that is so random. Uh, that is the craziest deja vu, uh, and it just messed with my head big time. <laughs> he heard because, you, oh, and he popped in the because, dugout. <laughs> because how on earth is Sean Maloney on the Belgium coaching staff? Uh, so Ro- random. Roberto Martinez, like Premier League links, probably. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> there's no slight on him, by the way. <laughs> you, can, you can tell I've had like probably like three hours of string together sleep, like 
besides from waking up all the time anyways no one needs to know why it was just like i could not sleep at all but anyways hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of me not making sense but nonetheless let's wrap it up there danny if you want to find danny on twitter it's at razajerno if you want to find me on twitter it's at talk aston villain of course if you want to find the 7500 to holt team on twitter it's at 7500 to holt email us at holtcast at gmail.com thank you very much to our fpl sponsor one to eleven kits follow them on twitter but nonetheless guys moving on to next sunday and southampton hopefully a positive result hopefully we get back on to the track of things and don't forget up the villa When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.